one of the things that I love about being a podcast coach, being a content coach, and having interactions with a lot of my students over a long period of time is getting to see the evolution of their content and the changes that they make and the different stages that they've gone through from people that launch their show, realize they need to rebrand or pivot, change things up to deciding, oh, this is the thing I want to do or I want to add this into my content. And just getting to watch someone else's journey is just, it's such a blessing. It is such a blessing. I'm so, so grateful for it. And I bring all this up today because our coaching call, we are continuing our series, and our coaching call is with Jean Miller. Now, Jean is someone who, like I said, I've been with for a while. I have, we've done some one-on-one coaching. She's been a member of this community for a while, and I'm just so excited for you to hear the awesome questions that she has, and it's just going to be such a fun episode. So enjoy my coaching call with Jean. Let's get right to it. Welcome to The Profit Podcast, where we teach you how to start, launch, and market your content with confidence. I'm your host, Crystal Profit, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today, because if you've been trying to figure out the world of content creation, this is the show that will help be your time-saving shortcut. So let's get right to it, shall we? All right, Profit Podcast listeners, I'm so excited because we have Jean on the show today. So welcome to the show, Jean. Thank you so much, Crystal. This is really exciting to have a conversation with you because you have been so instrumental in me launching my podcast. Yes, this is so fun. So Jean and I, I feel like, I'm like, I don't want to say we go way back, but I feel like we go way back. Like we have been, like we've done coaching sessions before whenever you were a member of the Potty People and we have just done really cool things. And I'm I'm excited. Like I kind of want like a little bit of an update. So can you tell everybody what your podcast is about and who you serve? For sure. So I have the Art of Homeschooling podcast. And I really, I think I had the dream of launching it for a couple of years before I actually did. And I had taken another podcasting program before I found you. And I just couldn't get it off the ground. And then I just love your Sometimes you use the word scrappy. I, I think you're way more <laughs> posh than that. But still, I I just, you gave me the courage to just do it, right? And so my podcast is about a year, maybe almost a year and a half um, old now. And I, I come out with episodes every week and I create show notes over on my website, artofhomeschooling.com. And it is, I, I love it, actually. <laughs> Yay! Oh my gosh, this is like music to my ears. This is, makes me so happy to hear that you love it, love it, love it, because this is this is so awesome. So yeah. I want to go into, um, you know, we kind of did like this little questionnaire beforehand so we could really concentrate on some of the areas where you could use some help with your show. And what you put on here was content creation and editorial calendars. So is there anything specific that really stands out as something that you'd like help on? Yeah, well, so I've been following you for a while now, and I would love to expand into YouTube. So I have a YouTube channel, and I 
uh, I love, I've actually re-listened recently to your uh, episodes about content creation and really about repurposing, Mm -hmm. which I think is just so good um, because we all want, right? I I feel like I, I, I don't want to be on the content creation hamster wheel, right? Because I also have a membership and I create content for them every week. I mean, every month. So uh, I loved most recently. So this is getting really specific. I don't have a challenge with coming up with ideas, right? Mm-hmm. I have so many ideas. I yes. homeschool for 25 years. I, t- I do one-on-ones. I mean, I just have so many ideas. My challenge is kind of matching the ideas to my my launch calendar, but then also fleshing out those ideas. And so specifically, I would love to hear more about how you, because I know you don't just record your podcast and put this exact same thing on your podcast and on YouTube. So how do you come up with those YouTube ideas, right? With, without it feeling like so much extra work. Yes. Okay. So this is really, really good. And I haven't covered this too much in a lot of detail. Um, and maybe this could be kind of like the springboard. So if anybody else has more questions like this, I welcome them because I really do love talking about this strategy because it's taken me a while to figure this out. Like here we are. I mean, I'm several hundred podcast episodes and YouTube videos into this journey. So if you're just getting started, if you're just listening, give yourself some grace. It takes a second if you don't have it figured out. Okay. So I'm glad glad that you're asking this because I'm sure there's some people that are like, oh, I want to wake up tomorrow and have, it's not a snap your fingers and you figure it all out because even what I'll recommend to you may not work. So I want you to just accept that you have to figure out what works best for you. But what I have found with correlating my podcast content with my YouTube content is I like to use the podcast sort of like the dry run because it's the longer form. So my podcast episodes will typically be anywhere from 25 minutes to 45 minutes if it's a solo episode for myself. Yeah. So mine are similar. Yeah. Okay. So what I'll do is whenever I plan out that content and it's typically in a sauna, you could use a Google doc or, you know, bullet points, a script, whatever you use. And then you look at that and say, well, how will this perform on YouTube? And sometimes it's taking that exact same concept, but adding the visuals to it, whether it's just you talking about it and you are the visual, you're the talking head, or having like a small presentation or using screenshots or using Mm -hmm. like different visuals to help kind of bring the idea to life. But here is the big, big difference. When I create stuff on my podcast, it is for a timely audience that I'm hoping it will reach them, you know, relatively soon after it goes live. Even if someone hears it a year or six months later, I'm really creating it for the audience that's listening right now. Hmm. But with YouTube, the way that I think about it is I set all of that content up to be searchable. So someone could find it in, especially so for homeschooling, this is very good because homeschooling or school in general is cyclical, right? You have the beginning of the year and you have the end of the year, you have summer, you have breaks, like, and maybe a homeschooling calendar could look different on how you would take time off or maybe have an extended time period 
period where you're not doing homeschool stuff and you're like, what do I do with the kids? So, so you would know that, you know, for having a homeschool background schedule. And so you can kind of placate that information into how you want to create the content based on where your audience is. And I think that would specifically really fit well with a podcast. But mm-hmm. for YouTube, you're like, it doesn't matter if it's if I put this video out in summertime, because when August or September comes around, this information is still going to be relevant then. So that's kind of the different way that I look at it and ask myself, do I need to create this right now? Or if I do push this off, is it going to be out there by the time someone is searching for it? Does that, that make sense? So good. Yeah, totally makes sense. And that is such a great reminder. That's what happens is there are just so many factors to consider, yes. right? But it's such a great m- reminder about the searchability of YouTube. And, uh, you know, my podcast episodes, I do script them out. I still mm-hmm. script them even after a year. I thought I would go to bullet points. I've gotten so I don't actually always follow the script and I highlight certain things. So it's kind of like scripting and bullet pointing, Yeah, it, you yeah. know? Um, but I think my question is how I, I do feel like I want to just take a slice of it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a slice of the, of the whole episode, because mine too are about 25 to 45 minutes long, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so take a slice of that and make it into a YouTube video because I tried, I think I've heard you say this. I tried to record at the same time for a podcast episode in YouTube and it's ridiculous. It just looks so hard. Yeah. It is not the thing to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm so glad that you say that because like, okay, so I'm imagining, let's pretend that you have a 30 minute episode and you're like, man, I make four really good points in this episode or four key takeaways that yes. uh, ask if, could this be four short YouTube videos? Because that's the thing about YouTube. It, is it really, you know, people say like, oh, you have to make it 20 or 30 minutes long. No, you don't. Like there are, uh, just think about next time. This is what I do. And this is actually, uh, we had a call earlier and this is the same thing that I said, pay attention to what you do as a consumer when you use the different platforms. So for example, for you, maybe you're like the other day you were thinking about, okay, I got to create this. Even if it's something around the house, I use, I use YouTube for recipes and for all kinds yeah. of things. So I'm I pay using it. new paint colors for yes. the living room. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so like just sit there and say, okay, well, what am I looking for? And why did I click on this specific video versus these other 5,000 videos that were all very similar mm-hmm. and just like pay attention. Is it the thumbnail? Is it the picture? Is it the title? Is it what's in the description? Is it the fact that it's two people and not just one or like there's just so many different. And like you said, it's the different things to think about. But at the end of the day, you're just going to have to say, what am I happy with? Like what's going to actually work into my schedule? Because if you bog yourself down and say, all right, Jean, you got to create 30 minute videos. It doesn't matter if, if like you just, you got to do this certain time. Like that's just stressful. 
That's yeah, so yeah, cool. yeah. Okay, so this is so good because I think this is similar to what where I was going with it. So, for example, my podcast episode this week is called I just jotted this down. Oh, it's simple self acceptance um, practices for parents, right? And there are three tips, right? There are okay. three simple practices, and the first one is the power of yet. Like to add on when you think you failed, just to be able to say, I, I can't do this, but to be able to say, I can't do it yet. And I found this really cute um, song on Sesame Street about this exact idea after I'd written or as I was writing the episode. So I could do a YouTube video just about that one tip, like yes. out of the three, and then say, go listen to the full episode? Is that? Yes. So, well, okay. So there's a few, and this is where I'm like, I nerd out on all these things <laughs> because there's a lot of different ways you could do it depending on your style and how you want it for it. You could take the three tips and create a mini series and you could say, here's a mini series. If you want to hear the full thing, go listen to it on the podcast. Oh. We have it available there, but also like this is video one of you know, this three-part series. And then, so whenever the other two videos will air, you'll say, this is video two. Make sure you go watch video one. So it's like this constant spider web of linking all of your content together. You're not making more work for yourself. It's still the exact same message, but you're just delivering it to a very specific platformed audience in the way that they're looking to consume content. Because if you... And you could try this. Like I said, if you want to try a series or you could make it a longer video, maybe it ends up being a 15 minute video if you include mm -hmm. all three, but then you see, well, it didn't perform as well as the next series that you do. And you broke it up into five minute videos. And those were watched like the whole way through and you got more views on them. It, so whenever I create stuff for YouTube, I always think of what would someone type into Google or what would someone type into YouTube? And that's what I will name things. And then that's kind of really guides how I'm going to create the content in the long term. So it's a lot of planning. It really yeah. is. It's just doing kind of your homework before you ever get behind the camera to create something. Yeah. And that's so helpful to hear because even for the podcast, you know, when I first started, I was just talking about what I felt like talking about. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then you begin to tie it in. Like I have one-on-one -on -one clients. It's like, oh, well, what questions are they asking me regularly? Mm -hmm. Right. And then to begin to be able to tie it together. So I think that's where I am in the journey is to try to, like you said, what did you say? Spider web, a spider yeah. web of all the little connections to a variety of content. A hundred percent. And what I have found is when you're creating videos and you mentioned that you have a podcast or you work with clients or you do this, like it is that immediate credibility booster. That's like, oh, Gene didn't just come out of the woodwork and start, you know, creating YouTube videos. Like it's that expertise factor that people are looking for, especially when it comes to finding videos. Cause I'm sure you're just like me. If you find a video, you're, you're like scrolling, you're like, who is that person? No, you're not qualified to talk about those things. Or I'm not going to listen to, you know, this or that from you because I'm looking for the person that would speak my language or speak to me. So mm -hmm. keep that in mind too. It's like, you're not trying to reach this, you know, hundreds of millions of people that are out there looking. You're trying to reach that specific person that's looking to solve that problem that you have the answer to. Yeah. 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 
Oh, that was just so helpful. So much food for thought about going forward. So, but I love your, this is my goal. I want to be like you, Crystal. <laughs> I'm a Crystal wannabe because I remember in one of your videos, you showed your editorial calendar and yeah. that is impressive. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. Well, so l let's, let's talk about this real fast because what I will really do, and this goes back to what I was saying is I will use the podcast sort of like the dry run because I'm not on camera. I don't have to have my face a certain way. I don't have to look like not look at my notes or not. Like I just can just be myself and let the, let the information flow out of me. And then whenever it's complete, I've already done it once. So whenever I go to record a YouTube video, it's a lot easier because that's the podcast is my dry run without a camera. And then it's just you have this comfortability with the content already inside of you and you feel more comfortable saying it. I still mess up. Oh, we sh we will have to talk for hours about all the bloopers <laughs> and the things that I you don't see behind the scenes of all the things I delete in the editing room. But mm. it definitely helps having that first pass already complete with the podcast. And then you just feel more confident in your message when you share it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. It's so funny because it takes time to even realize, oh, I, I could do a similar topic. Like at the beginning, I thought I was having to create brand new topics everywhere all the time. And that is kind of exhausting. Yeah. And I will give you another piece of advice when it comes to like branching the podcast YouTube bridge what I would recommend is look at all the content that's already performing really well on your podcast. Like don't start at like episode one if it didn't perform well or, you know, saying I have to do all this in chronological order of how it works. Like go to your your amazing episodes that people have given you awesome feedback, you know, whether it's this was so awesome, Jean. And you're getting like, are you getting emails? Are you getting comments that people are like, this was so helpful. Start with that content first, because mm. those people, even if they've already heard it, like, I, I don't know about you, but some of my mentors, I hear them on a podcast. I don't care. I'll hear, I'll see them on Instagram. I'll watch them on YouTube because I want all their information. I want to soak yeah. all of it up. So don't yeah. think that you're bogging down your audience with all mm -hmm. the, all the things like they want to hear from you. That is so great because I could go back to those really high performing episodes. I don't, it doesn't. So, so you don't feel like your, your, this week's YouTube video has to relate to this week's podcast episode. No, you can, you yeah. can do that, but sometimes it gets a little tricky and I'm just going to be really honest. I think I've said this out loud before. <laughs> if not, I say this all the time to myself, but I'll look at my content calendar and say, unless I'm in a promotional period, I'll say, I don't really want to talk about that today. And I'll switch it with something else. So I do that that's too. how I work. <laughs> yes, we are similar. I do the same thing, the exact same thing. Because I think it, 
listeners can hear when we're inspired to talk about it. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. So yes, as as much as you can, if you want to align your calendars to be similar, I think it's really smart to do that during a promotional time to have it to where, because it does get a little confusing or the message is watered down. If you're sending an email and saying, Hey, go check out like these 10 different things. But if everything has this aligned theme when you're doing a promotion, it helps everything flow a lot easier. Um, and it just, I don't know, just, just do, you'll, you'll know, you'll know yeah. after you start doing it, you're like, this feels right. Or this doesn't feel right. <laughs> That's <laughs> even more important to pay attention to. Yes. You know, like this is not working, <laughs> but oh, oh this is so good. Jean, I, I'm so glad that you asked these amazing questions. This is oh, so awesome. Thank you. Thank you for answering them because I really, I think I've listened to um, especially your episodes about repurposing and uh, and this, you know, idea of creating a content calendar I, I, multiple times. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a process though. It is like what I do today is not what I did whenever I first started. It's definitely yeah. been an evolution and it's still constantly changing, but I'm just adapting. I'm paying attention to what I love to do and what I don't like to do. And that really kind of informs those decisions on how mm-hmm. I'm going to approach things in the future. So that's what I would recommend is Pay attention to what you do as a consumer of other people's content for a podcast and for YouTube, and then say, I'm just going to stick to what I really enjoy and not do the things that give me friction or make me uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, so good. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're so welcome. Yes. Tell everybody where they can learn more about your podcast and all the amazing things that you're creating. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So uh, my website is artofhomeschooling.com and my podcast is everywhere. You can also find it uh, on my website. So artofhomeschooling.com slash podcast. (laughs) And I come out with new episodes every week. I have a, a group coaching Uh, program as well as offering one-on-ones and other things. So it's all there. (laughs) Awesome. And so have you launched you? So you already have your YouTube channel or is this something you're launching soon? I have a YouTube channel, uh, but it is an old, I'm not going to send people there yet. (laughs) I mean, if you find it, it's fine, but I just (laughs) am, uh, I've experimented a little bit and then I've gone long periods without you know, uploading yes. a, a vid- single video. So uh, I'm trying to come up with a fresh plan for this year and hoping in the spring, I'm going to get to where I'm I'm uh, offering videos there every week. Awesome. Well, you'll have to keep us updated and let us know how that goes. But thank you so much for coming on the show and asking your awesome questions and geeking out with me because this was so much fun. (laughs) So much fun. And thank you, Crystal, for all you do. You really are inspiring a lot of people to take action. These coaching calls bring me so much joy. I hope that you are feeling inspired and feeling motivated from hearing from all of these different content creators, the questions that they have, the struggles that they're facing, the obstacles that they're really coming up against and how they are making decisions in real time and what that looks like. And who knows, we may hear from some of the people that have been on these coaching calls six months from now, they decided to go in a different direction and make a different change, but The whole idea behind this is to hear 
different perspectives because I know as well as anybody that you can't just learn from one person what will be right for you. It's the reason why we have multiple mentors or we read books by different authors. We listen to different podcasts. We watch different YouTube channels. We watch different shows on Netflix. Like it is the reason why creativity is abundant. And I hope that you see a little bit of yourself inside everybody's story, even if it's just one little bitty piece of it. So I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Jean. It was so much fun. Like I said in the beginning, she's been a part of this community for a long time. And Jean, just another shout out. I'm so grateful for you. And thank you for coming on the coaching calls that we did we had a blast. So go check out Jean's podcast and all the amazing things that she's doing. Go to crystalprofit.com forward slash episode 351 to connect with Jean and all the cool things that she's doing with the Art of Homeschooling podcast. But that's all I have for you today. So make sure you hit the subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening to this show. Take a screenshot and let me know what your number one takeaway was from today's episode. But that's all I have for you. So as always, remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere.